Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Vish from the Six Rings Canes show. Going to do another midweek hit here, talk Canes hoops. They open ACC tournament play tomorrow. Um, talk a little bit about Canes baseball and the women's hoops as well. So stick around. We'll get right to it. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings Canes show on a new night. Monday night now, baby. Uh, we're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host uh, of the Huddle Coach, yes, all right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Bobby Hurricane, yeah, you know the name already. It's Merced. <laughs> it's the Six Ring King Show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real pull alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. You see the six rig champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. What is up, everyone? Happy Wednesday. Um, I'm recording this as the Canes baseball team is currently being no-hit by Jacksonville in the fifth inning. By the time this goes out, you'll know what happened there. Let's hope for a little rally. Uh, down two nothing. Actually, the fifth just ended. So down two nothing. No hit through five. Not great coming off this weekend's performance, but we're gonna start off on a positive foot. Canes men's hoops. Um, did a quick hit after the the game on um, on Saturday. Celebrated the win a little bit. We talked a little bit on Monday's show, but we'll do a little bit more of that because how how you can't over celebrate a championship. Um, and so the Canes obviously won the ACC regular season title. There will be a banner up in the Watsko Center um, and earned the one seed in the ACC tournament, which has been going on for two days now. The Canes have not played yet. As, as the one seed, they get a double bye. They open play tomorrow at noon, and we know the opponent is Wake Forest. Wake Forest won a buzzer beater against Syracuse today. Well, technically it was – Point five seconds left on the clock as the ball went through, so it wasn't technically a buzzer beater. After which, Jim Beheim up and retired. Uh, he'd had enough. Um, the man who famously accused Miami of buying this team that won the ACC championship is uh, no longer a college basketball coach. He'll obviously go into the College Basketball Hall of Fame and all of that. Um, 
will not get those wins back that he got stripped for cheating. Um, should probably call that out since he's got opinions. Um, but that career ended um, one stop before the the Canes can maybe get a little on court retribution for his off court comments. Um, so Miami Wake Forest tomorrow noon. When the two teams played in Miami, it was a high-scoring game, as you know, a lot of Canes games are. It's an offensive team. And um, the Canes did win at home. This is obviously a neutral site. Greensboro is right near Winston-Salem, which is Wake Forest campus. So this will be a functionally a road game. Um, but Canes should be favored. Opportunity to improve their NCAA tournament bidding. If you look at where they're seated, it's really on that four or five line right now. Not really a lot of opportunity for that to change. Even with the loss, it's probably the four or five line. It'll probably maybe cement the five spot. Um, and then if they were to um, go ahead and win, win the whole tournament, probably not enough to get them up to a three. Now, there is a difference between a four and five spot, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which is the four seed does get a much easier uh, opponent in the first round. Um the 13 seeds and, and the 12 seeds are not created equal. So you would like to get up to that four spot. I, I would say if Miami wins the, wins the ACC tournament, it would be hard for them not to be a four seed. And, you know, journey is its own reward there too. Winning the ACC tournament would be a big accomplishment. But the Canes open that tournament play tomorrow against Wake Forest at noon. It'll be Wake Forest's second game of the tournament, the Canes first. Um, so good things happening on campus there. Um and big news um, on uh, earlier this week that came out, which is Isaiah Wong, ACC Player of the Year. The uh, first came to get that since Shane Larkin was co-player of the year. Um, unbelievable accomplishment for someone who's, you know, he's become almost taken for granted because he's been so good for so long in Miami. I mean, there were some bad teams he played on where, like, well, Wong is good. The rest of the team isn't, but Wong is good. It's just so great to see that kid who stuck out here, you know, played through some really bad basketball teams. And and I know there was the stuff in the offseason with him, you know, technically, you know, for maybe 30 seconds, his agent said he was looking around, looking to play somewhere else, whatever. But he certainly, even well before that, when there were really bad Miami teams, had opportunities to go elsewhere and, you know, was a coveted piece for a lot of schools and, and stuck around and rewarded last year with an Elite Eight, this year with an ACC Championship and ACC Player of the Year. Congrats to him. He's a great kid, humble kid, worked his butt off, came in really talented and has gotten so much better. I think I can speak for us all. We're all really proud of him. Unbelievable accomplishment. Very cool. Very cool to see his name up in lights like that. And and very well-deserved for just a great kid who's really worked hard to get to where he is as the leading leading the line of the best team in the ACC, which is what the Canes are. Just awesome accomplishment. The other, the other thing there, though, is, um, you know, it's an ensemble team here that, that they've built. So it wasn't just uh, um, Isaiah Wong who was honored. He obviously also made first team all ACC. It would be hard for the ACC player of the year not to. Um, but... Jordan Miller made second team all ACC and Norchad Omir made third team all ACC all well-deserved. And um, you can kind of see, um, you know, this is a team that wins as a team. You saw like the way that won the ACC by Wooga Poplar, you know, having his best game of the year. And that's just, that's just the way this team is built. So 
we're excited. ACC tournament certainly on the table to win that, and then certainly a, a run in March is uh, not out of the question. How crazy things happen in that tournament, but this does feel like a team built to, you know, with the depth, with the multiple ways to win games, to really do some damage in the AC, in the NCAA and in the ACC tournament. So kudos to them. Big week coming up, and then a big, hopefully several weeks, and a big March for this program, which feel po- which feels poised to do something really special over the next month. Um, so big things happening there. Um, for the women, um, when we spoke last, they had um, not yet played um, an ACC tournament game. They did beat Boston College, which was absolutely critical. And then got blown out by Virginia Tech, who blew everyone out and won the ACC tournament. And they're probably going to be a, a one seed in the bracket that's revealed on Sunday. So the Canes women should still be in the field. The latest ESPN projection has them. ESPN projection has them as a play-in game, um, which seems harsh. Um, there are there was a couple of bids still, and they slid down a little bit. It doesn't look like there's any way that they would get enough stolen where they'd slide out there's not that much women's basketball going on anymore because most of it was last week the other thing is i would say that is but that's the worst i've seen there aren't nearly as many uh women's projections as there are men so people just kind of go look at the espn ones oh there's a projection but if you look at cbs there are nine seed and there's maybe 10 teams between them and falling out of the tournament espn is three teams between them and falling out of the tournament so uh, you know, you're getting that range in there. I have yet to see a projection that does not have them in. And frankly, the ACC is the strongest women's conference. Um, you know, being finishing sixth in that, not really taking a bad loss in the ACC tournament would be hard for anyone to really, um, you know, come out and say, well, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be in. Um, there's not really – it's a very strong resume. So I think they'll be fine. They should be in the field and – you know, we'll see where they get sent. They can beat some teams, as they've shown this year. They beat they beat Virginia Tech earlier in the year, beat North Carolina, um, and and played a lot of close, tough, tough games as well. You know, they played very close against Notre Dame, lost at the end there. And Notre Dame's another kind of, I think, probably end up as a two seed, but it's another really top team. Um, so this is this has been a good team this year, and they can maybe do some damage there. But it is, you know. It's not inconceivable to get screwed by the committee, but it, it would be really screwed. I, I haven't seen a single projection that doesn't have them in. It feels like the worst case is playing game, and that feels like a stretch. Although, as what ESPN is projecting right now, that does feel low based on overall if you kind of look for brackets. But you have to kind of hunt for them because there's not a lot of not a lot of women's uh, bracketology going on, unfortunately. Maybe one day that'll change. We can get you know the 30 brackets out there like you get for the men's. Um but still, you know, a, a good season for the women. A lot of tur- turmoil there, but there looks like they're going to go dancing two years in a row. And you know, with the way that these programs have elevated now, this is becoming an expectation. Like having the men and women in the tournament multiple years in a row. Um, the men made a deep run last year, and they look poised to do some damage this year. The women getting in there. This is becoming the new normal, which is really cool because. You know, there were dry spells for both programs where they weren't making the tournament every year, and now they're starting to do that. And, I mean, obviously the women's still not 100% guaranteed, but looks highly likely, um, and the men are definitely going to make it. Um, that That's a major accomplishment. So, and, and one of the things, you know, we tend to adopt the football culture of, um, especially as an independent, because Miami was an independent when they were in their glory days in football, Um 
you know, we adopt that mindset of the only thing that matters is winning the national championship. And, you know, for these basketball programs, like, I I have those aspirations too. I'm not going to lie. Like, one day I would love to see either, hopefully both of these programs, you know, at the final four, cutting the nets down, winning the championship. But, you know, it is, we should stop and smell the roses a little bit. And when those names get called on Sunday, it's going to be cool. You're going to see Miami up in lights as one of the best, you know, a team that can compete for the championship. Now, are either of them going to win it? The men certainly have a significantly better chance than the women. But, you know, chances are probably not. Although we'll have to see the men's bracket because I wouldn't rule that out. But, you know, these accomplishments they're they're doing along the way. The men won the ACC. Um, that's something that when they joined the ACC, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everything was focused on football and the move was made for football. That they're able to do this is just astonishing. Um, and this is the second time that this has happened, you know, and that you legitimately have to say, you know, Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Miami's better than those teams. I mean, that is, that's crazy. And we shouldn't, I'm focused too on the postseason. I want to see this team make a big run here. I think they have every opportunity to, frankly, they could win the championship considerably. Certainly, you know, they made the Elite Eight last year. Even matching, that's a huge accomplishment. But this is, we should stop and smell the roses a little bit. And I think ACC player of the year, Isaiah Wong, uh, final uh, winning the ACC regular season, like those are cool things that, you know, whatever happens from here, you don't take those away. And that that's just something that we should all be, you know, really proud and happy about and and celebrate those victories. Um, and uh, for the women, if they get into this tournament again, they play in the toughest conference by far in women's basketball. There's no easy games there. So for, for them to kind of come through that that mess and get into the tournament multiple years in a row, another big accomplishment. We should, you know, when those names get called, we'll obviously immediately go into, ooh, can they make a run, start doing our brackets and all that. But, you know, take a second and pause there and just, you know, applaud the, the effort these kids are putting in to, to drive this program forward. This is the, these are both – these are two programs. And obviously the men have a higher ceiling right now and have better positive. These are two programs that are kind of – coming into their own and it could be several years of you know competitive getting into the tournament getting past a couple of rounds doing that kind of stuff not just this year but on the horizon so it's a really exciting time to be involved with either or hopefully both if, you, if you're a fan of both programs uh, because there's a lot of really cool stuff happening there um, and that is where we're going to pivot to a bit of a downer which is our baseball program so over last last week lost the midweek to FAU uh, when I recorded they were playing that night so we didn't talk about that and then lost two or three to Florida um made a big comeback on Saturday to win that game 14 to 6 and really dominate Florida in that game and then Sunday it went the other way um got mercy ruled in the eighth got some injuries just it was a bad time um and now just doing a quick check. The last time I checked, they were still they were losing to, to Jacksonville. They are still losing to Jacksonville. Um, there are two outs with two on in the top of the sixth. Uh, the Canes do not have a hit yet. Um, they're being out hit seven to nothing. They have two errors. Uh, the luck hits only two to nothing. Um, and this is you know, and actually they just got out of the sixth, so it's now going to the bottom of the sixth. 
still two nothing. This is not this is not good. And um the two or three of Florida, like losing two or three is actually not a big deal. They're a top five team. You know, that's one if you recover yourself. That don't even keep you out of hosting a regional and super regional. Like you could be a national seed and lose that series. That's fine. But I think the way the play has gone, um, the FAU too, midweek road game, that's not an easy one. Again, you can excuse some of that, but overall, there's definitely a, I would say, an over-reliance on home runs right now that needs to be resolved. doesn't seem like a team able to rally and string stuff together. It is really like home run goes, then the runs go. If if they can't hit home runs, they struggle to score, struggle to string stuff together. That is problematic. And whatever happens with the Jacksonville game, it's ongoing, not looking great right now. They have 12 outs to try and scratch some runs across or at least get some hits and get no hit. But this weekend, huge series. North Carolina State comes to town. North Carolina State is undefeated. They have been killing people. Now, they haven't played anyone good. So kind of the opposite of the Canes who one of the things that, that happens when you're in Florida is there's just a lot of really good baseball played across the state. So your midweek games, you're playing Jacksonville, you're playing Stetson, you're playing FAU, FIU, Florida Gulf Coast. These are UCF. You know, those are who you end up with on the midweek. Those are good programs. USF has beaten Florida and Florida State this year. Like, so you end up with, you know, playing these good teams and we can drop midweek games because, like, these teams have players too. Like, everyone plays baseball in Florida. There's a lot of really good talent across the state on the smaller programs too that you tend to play in the midweek. Um, So you get challenged a lot more. Um, And that's why sometimes you have, like, worse records because, again, you're playing. But that FA, like, for example, that FAU loss won't look bad. This Jacksonville loss, well, if they uh, if the Canes manage to not score, um, then it'll look really bad. But, you know, that can happen when you play ball in Florida because there's just a lot of good teams. The problem is the uh, is um, the problem they have right now is the, uh, the NC State coming in here. NC State has not been tested. They haven't played a big program. Their midweeks have been pretty soft. They haven't been tested but they also haven't been challenged what i mean by that is they've had a couple of sort of close games they've been killing people their numbers pop at you from at on the mound at the at the plate as well like and you know we're gonna find out this week if that was competition like they just didn't play anyone or if if this is gonna be a, a big problem for the canes and um you know it could be a big problem so after losing the series last week um you do not want to start off by dropping a home ACC series. You got to win your home series. And North Carolina State's going to come in with a ton of confidence, going to come in here, you know, ready to go. And they have played really well so far. So the question is, you know, can the Canes rise up and meet that challenge? At home, you'd like to think they'd be able to win that series. If they can't, this could go. And that's why I say it's not good right now. Like they got to recover this Jacksonville game. They got to turn around and um, and and then win this weekend series is much more important than the Jacksonville game going right now. Win the weekend series, start the ACC off on the right foot because if they drop two weekend series in a row, I know Florida is a top five team. You drop two of those in a row, one at home, one in conference, that is going to set yourself up for a long season. Even you know, I, I think it'd be pretty shocking if this Canes team did not at least make the postseason. But you really want to host regionals super regionals and you know playing your way out of that possibility in mid-march that is not good um and that is kind of where this is headed if they're not able to to recover 
um, not just this game, but the series on, on the weekend is a big one. And it's, you know, it's not an easy, it's not an easy way to start hosting, hosting a really good team that, um, that is playing at a high level. And I think when you start looking through that, then next week, Virginia Tech, who is another strong team comes to town, then at Wake Forest, who's a top five team, like this could go big time and go big time quickly. So they have got to get it going. Um, We'll see how this Jacksonville game ends. We'll see how next week, how this weekend goes. But we're sitting here talking here next week about a series loss to North Carolina State, Virginia Tech coming into town, going to Wake Forest week after that. That is where we do not want to be. So it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot right at the beginning of the season. But this is a tough start to the season. And that's why, you know, the result against Florida, um, you know, going one and two, not great, but you know, you lose two out of three on the road to top five, that's fine. But I would say the way in particular Sunday happened, just a complete domination to get Mercy rolled, and then now turning around struggling against Jacksonville. We're not we're not peaking, and we always say want to peak at the right time. And this is a program that's definitely peaked early at times, but you know, there's not gonna be an opportunity to peak if we don't get some wins here. So Huge, huge, huge series at the light this weekend. Um, so, kind of to recap what's coming up in the next few days. Um, tomorrow morning at noon, um, or tomorrow morning at noon, tomorrow at noon, um, we got Canes, Wake Forest, um, quarterfinal of the ACC uh, tournament. If the Canes win that, they will play 7 p.m. on um on uh, Friday night. And if they win that, the final, I believe, is 8.30. I want to say 8 or 8.30 on Saturday night. So that would be the Canes' path. They always have to keep winning to get to the next round. Um, for baseball, look, slight tweak to the schedule from normal. Usually the Canes, everyone that heads out to the light kind of knows this. 7 o'clock Friday, 7 o'clock Saturday, 1 p.m. Um, Sunday, the slight change it is a 6 p.m. start on, on Saturday. So we're heading out to the light. Don't show up at 7. You're going to miss the first third of the game um so those are i mean like i would say that the stakes are probably a little bit higher for canes baseball this weekend than the hoops because the hoops kind of set their set their mark here obviously winning the acc tournament will be a huge accomplishment and it'll be celebratory but um and and we definitely want to do to do that and i'm not going to promise another impromptu live stream but i will not promise it either um but uh We'll, we'll see how that how that unfolds. We gotta get all the way to the final first, and then you know maybe I'll do something there. But you know, Canes baseball has got to win these games. They gotta, frankly, do get something going against Jacksonville here, and they've got to win this weekend series. They can win this weekend series, and all of a sudden you have an ACC series win. You have a little bit more confidence going to this Virginia Tech game if you can somehow win that series. Then you got at Wake Forest. That's an opportunity to really bolster your resume. So all of a sudden they can turn this around. But if you start stringing series losses together. I mean, I hate to think about potentially not making the postseason, but a lot of losses would do that. I don't think we're near there yet. Um, I think right now, you know, it's early. It's very early, but you, you got to win some of these ACC home series. And this one this weekend is an opportunity to do that or an opportunity to have it blow up in their face. So we'll see how that goes. But that's what's coming up. Um, just, you know, a couple of – other things, Sunday selection show, the men are earlier, the women's is right after it, on, so men's is on uh, CBS, the women's will be on ESPN, so 
that'll occupy Sunday night. And we'll see if we do a little bit of a quick react to the brackets. Um, maybe I'll, I'll record something Sunday night. We'll, we'll kind of have a little chat about that too. See if I can get like jazz DJ blue, some of them onto the show as well. If I do something impromptu, but otherwise we will catch up Monday, eight 30, same time as usual. And, uh, as always, you know, like, subscribe to the channel, um, and I think this will go out before, but don't miss our F1 show. It's back for another season, 8 p.m. Wednesdays, so this should go out probably just before that, but check that out on this channel as well if you're a Formula One fan, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk again. Maybe we'll do a victory thing on Saturday. Definitely talk next Monday at 8.30. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. Six rings game show. <laughs> you know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.